Hello and welcome to You Are Not Alone. You Are Not Alone is a 1v1 horror actual play podcast. I'm Blaine, your host and RPG-loving friend. Before we get started, if you like the podcast, please consider rating and reviewing us on whatever podcatcher you use. It really helps other folks find us. If you'd like to be a guest, recommend a game, or just say hi, you can find me on Twitter at notalone underscore horror, or email me at youarenotalonepod at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. I am so sorry that we missed our last release date, folks. I teach at a conference every summer, and this year I was teaching two new classes. One on the folklore of monsters, and one on the history of games, and how we can use them in the classroom. They both went really well, but since they were brand new, preparing for them took far more work than I anticipated. That's done, though, and we're back. This week's episode is going to be a little on the short side. Uh, there's a little bit too much of the heroic chord session left for a single episode. Based on what there was left for y'all to hear, where we cut this week's episode makes the most sense. We're going to have a little bit of a shorter episode this week, and then a full-length episode on July 23rd. Our heroic chord story with designer Kat McDonald is still going strong. It is such a cool game that seeks to emulate Final Fantasy, Chrono Trigger, and all those other amazing JRPGs most of us grew up playing. It is a fantastic game, and the playtest materials are available right now, completely free, at peachgardengames.itch.io. So the last time we joined Mitchell and Marjorie, Marjorie was making a hearty stew for dinner. After they ate, she began to prepare a pie for dessert. While cutting the apples, Marjorie began to cut off pieces of her own hand, seeming not to notice at all. Mitchell put a stop to the preparations and used some of his magic to heal Marjorie's cuts. The two sat and talked a while longer before Marjorie went to bed. Once Marjorie was asleep, Mitchell decided to check out the cellar, which had been giving him some pretty spooky vibes all night. Upon finding nothing of interest down there, Mitchell decided to leave a note thanking Marjorie for her hospitality and continue on his way. Just before leaving, though, Mitchell turned around to find the door of the cottage open and the figure of a soldier from the last war, a war that ended 100 years ago, standing in the doorway. Let's find out who this figure is, shall we? So Mitchell sets the letter down, and when he turns around, door is open. Cool! And there is a figure standing in the doorway, and at first it's kind of difficult to see, because it is standing outside and it is nighttime now. But it steps in, and the fire in the fireplace illuminates it, and you see a a young man. How old is Mitchell? Mitchell is, uh, I think, in his late twenties. So this is actually this this figure, this young man, is looks younger than Mitchell by a good couple of years. You are thinking probably like maybe 21 or 22 at best. Wearing, let me, this is sort of both a question for for Mitchell and for Kat. Oh. As someone who is new to this game. What about Jacob reveals to Mitchell that Jacob was a soldier in the last war. 
I don't think it's as much the clothing as it is like a weapon. A weapon prominently carried that like looks probably like technologically somewhat like advanced or alien. Like he's he's carrying a weapon that clearly does not belong in modern Amilta. And there's like there's blood, which is like it takes Mitchell a moment to register, oh, oh, from killing other people, because in modern Amilta that doesn't it's not that people don't kill each other, but it's that there isn't war anymore. Yeah, so that is not a thing. See, I think maybe like because there's blood on it, like maybe it's some kind of like serrated blade that has like a grip on it that like when it's activated, like the blade itself moves. So it's almost like a, a, a giant like car like um, electronic carving knife from Earth standards. That's slung across his back, and he's wearing some uniform from some faction of the war. And I mean, Mitchell doesn't know a lot about ancient history. See, so yeah, you have uh, Mitchell has no idea who he fought for, but this weapon is very should be very old, but it's not. Uh, it looks very new and very bloody. And this figure is standing in the doorway, just inside the door now. And it looks at Mitchell and says, who, who are you? Uh, just a, just a traveler. Uh, I was on my way out, actually. You are? I'm, I'm Jacob. I live here. Oh. Uh, welcome home. Uh, you're, um, you're Marjorie's son, right? Yes, you know, you know my mother? Y- yeah, I, I, I stopped in to see if the person living here needed any help, and, uh, she's just gone to bed. Should, she'll want to know you're home. She's missed you terribly. Oh, well, thank you for checking in on her. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go see if. Uh, I can I can get her up. I know she doesn't like to be w- woken, but I feel like this is. Oh yeah, she did mention that. <laughs> this is a special occasion. Exactly. And as he kind of moves into the house, something about the way that the firelight plays with his form, you realize that there's a sort of incorporealness to his physicality. Well, uh, yeah. Here, uh, and Mitchell kind of tucks the note back into his pocket and kind of steps out of the way so that Jacob can can go toward the door. Okay. And Jacob moves past you and there's almost a a coldness to the air that blows by you like a breeze as he passes and he opens the door to his mother's room what is uh what is Mitchell doing i think Mitchell is going to set the note on the table 
and just quietly make his exit to leave them to their reunion is his intention. Okay. He has made several choices that involved learning what happens tonight. And he's starting to feel like that's not a good choice for him to be making. And that he should instead be making choices about Mitchell leaving. I mean, it's understandable. And as as Mitchell starts to move for the door, there is sort of a cry of joy that comes from the bedroom as Marjorie wakes up to see Jacob in the house. Oh, good. That's wonderful. And, and Mitchell gets closer to the door and hears the footsteps of just Marjorie. I don't think, I think Mitchell also realizes that there aren't really footsteps coming from Jacob. Yeah. How here's the thing. Cat can do math. Mm -hmm. Cat's cat's a game designer. Hey, listener, cat's a game designer. Cat can do math. I don't think Mitchell has done the math that, if this young man perished in the last war, which was a hundred years ago, somebody who had delivered him birthwise would have to be uh, quite, quite ancient indeed. Uh, yeah, you're talking. Even if, even if she uh, had Jacob at a fairly young age, Jacob being in his early twenties, you're looking at at least a hundred and thirty-five to a hundred and forty. Yeah, that's that's uh quite 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 old. And um Kat has realized, oh no. Mitchell has not because Mitchell can't do math. <laughs> Mitchell's a sweet boy, but math is not his uh his strong point. Math is not his strong point, no. That's I just uh that's where I'm at. Alright. So the footsteps are coming, Mitchell leaves uh the house. Um, which, which heading towards the desert? Yeah, I think Mitchell's gonna get back on his path and go <laughs> leave. Uh, so I think a few moments pass, and you know Mitchell has started his trek towards the desert, and you know not far, maybe like five minutes later, Mitchell hears someone calling his name. Huh? Oh. From behind. Cool. And uh, by the second or third time Mitchell hears someone yell Mitchell, it becomes obvious that it is it is Jacob. Oh. And he seems to be... Well, I mean, I guess you don't really know. The, his, his voice seems to be getting closer. Mitchell turns around... And uh, Jacob, you see Jacob's form running towards you. Again, it doesn't really make any noise. Almost like the Whisper Goats. It makes no noise as it runs through these tall grasses. Jacob, is everything okay? He stops and... It takes a, a moment or two for him to catch his breath, which I don't know if Jacob has pieced together that this is a ghost yet or not, but it seems odd that a ghost would need to stop and catch its breath, but it does. 
I think Mitchell has. I, I, I don't think he's. I don't think he's gone any further than that in the logic. I think he has established that this is perhaps not a living person. And it is like it is, you know, interesting. I don't know, it, like you know, ghosts manifest themselves in many different ways. But like, it's a sh- kind of shockingly human ghost in that, like, it opens doors and stuff like that. Yeah. But so, like, he takes a moment to catch his breath, and he looks at Mitchell, and Jacob says, that's not my mother. No? She talked about her son, Jacob. I I assumed... I mean... Sorry, let me... That that looks like my mother. And now Mitchell can do math. (laughs) That... She, I don't know how to, how I know, but I just, something's wrong about her. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're not wrong. You're right. I don't, I don't know why I'm asking. I guess because you said that you had stopped to see if anyone needed help. Uh, it just made, and you're the only person I know of in this area, it seems odd to, to chase after you and, and say this, but I don't know what to do. That's not my mother. Okay. Then, uh, we gotta find out, huh? I mean, I guess I don't, it's so... I just don't know. I was so excited to see her. I had, I had survived. I was, I was just, I I don't know. I was so excited to see her. And that's not her. Okay. I think I know where we can look. If you want to go back in there. I mean, if you if you're willing to help, I'll do anything I can. I don't know how. I don't know if I can help, but I'm gonna try. We're gonna we're gonna try. Thank you. It's okay. Let's go. Let's go have a look. And he kind of just takes a deep breath, and his shoulders slump. Um, as kind of all of this hits him and he turns and begins to walk back to the house with you. Yeah. And as you're walking back, he's like, I told her, I told her she looked so tired and she should go back to bed. Um, and that we would catch up in the morning and she, she protested, but I convinced her. Okay. All right. Let's head down. Are you uh, are you trying to be subtle again, or? Yeah, no. Why? <laughs> I knew horror is about being sneaky and not getting caught, and I still did this. <laughs> I am a fool. I uh, Blaine appreciates it greatly. I am a fool. What a fool! Okay. Subtlety navigation. Yep. I can't add courage because I've already used it. What were your other uh, other keys? There might be something else you can... I haven't used... Uh, I might use gentleness. 
That's uh, I mean I would I would buy yeah, really gentleness or warmth. Yeah. Uh I think could work here since you are helping Jacob. Doing a kindness here for this person. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, subtlety plus navigation plus gentleness. Let's let's do it. Come on. Go. Two successes and two edge successes. All right. The two successes are fine. Yeah. To get that their basement door open without alerting anyone in the house. And so you are standing at that open mall of a basement door again, lantern in hand, the ghostly form of Jacob standing beside you. What does Mitchell do? Mitchell continues into the darkness, and this time he's going to be paying closer attention to what he sees down there. All right. So, at first glance, it again uh, looks very, very much like a regular old cellar. Beyond the shelf full of jarred goods, there is like extra firewood stacked up. Kind of just a lot of general like tools, uh, shovels, saws, hammers, all of that business that you would expect to find. And give me, let's see what kind of, um, how I, well, I guess let's, let's start by asking how is Mitchell kind of digging deeper in this location? Um, I think that Mitchell is going to roll sensitivity focus. That makes perfect sense to me. I think he's just going to, he's going to close his eyes. He's going to take a deep breath. He's going to see what this space feels like and see what he can, what he can sense about it. Because it was a, it was a weird sense that pointed him down here and he's going to return to that well. Perfect. And I think I'm going to add, oh, I think I'm going to add warmth. Yeah, that makes, uh, that makes sense to me. He's here to help Jacob solve a mystery. Oh, this is so many. I don't like that. Now I have to find out what's bad. Because <laughs> I, I, got, I got four successes. That is a whole lot. If there's anything, if there's anything Mitchell is good at, it's closing his eyes and taking a deep breath and counting to ten. So, hmm. What all is down here? beyond with four successes I feel like now I need to give you something more than even what I originally thought of <laughs> that's always the problem with get, with running a horror game isn't it yeah so we'll, we will start at least uh, talking about what you find so immediately like Mitchell closes his eyes takes a few deep breaths and like just kind of reaches out to the environment and says, like, what is wrong here? And there is a spot. 
So, like, the walls of this, this cellar are made of stone, but the floor is mostly unfinished earth. And there is a spot, and Mitchell doesn't know how he knows it, but it had been dug up before. And, like, as Mitchell looks at it, like, if this spot was dug up before, it was dug up a very long time ago. But you know that it has been dug up. I, uh, Jacob, I don't know if it's a good thing or not, but I think our answer's there. And I think without even really hesitating when you say that, Jacob, like, goes over to the tool rack and grabs a shovel and, and says, well, I guess it's time to find out. All right. And he, uh, he begins to dig, um, kind of immediately just looking at Mitchell and realizing that Mitchell is not going to dig. I, I mean, I can roll plus sloth, but. And it's not I, like you, you did very well with that roll, so I'm not going to make you roll. So the, the digging begins and it takes a moment or two for him to unearth the first thing he finds, which is a medallion. It is an award of courage that would be given to a soldier who performed admirably in war. And I think as it like as it's kind of unearthed, it's you know, a shovel full of dirt that gets dumped out. Uh, and there's a little like glint of light reflected from your lantern. And Jacob reaches down and picks it up and he looks at it. And he looks up at you. And Mitchell realizes kind of looking in Jacob's hand that the exact medallion that he is holding in his hand is also pinned to the uniform that he's wearing. Uh, and he, like, we established that Mitchell has figured out uh, that Jacob is a ghost. But the way that Jacob is looking at this medallion, it does not seem like Jacob realizes. Are you sure this is your first time back? I don't. I don't know. I don't remember. It's okay. It's all right. Just don't don't push yourself too hard. And I think there's a moment where like his form, Jacob's form like glows with this sort of inner light as he just kind of very angrily like throws the medallion across the room. Yeah, Mitchell's gonna just let him let him have this. It's been a t- it hasn't been a great time to be Jacob and Mitchell's gonna be understanding of that fact and give him some space. And he he takes a couple breaths in the like 
light from within calms a little bit. And and he's like, all right, let's, let's see if there are any more answers. Let's look. And uh, he goes back to digging. And after a few, another like maybe 10 minutes or so, he, he, there's a sound of the shovel hitting something hard. And he uh, digs a little bit deeper and unearths a skeleton that looks to be in a very old skeleton, the skin completely gone, of a, a person probably right about five feet tall. Oh, jeez. Oh, no. Uh, Jacob, I'm so sorry. Uh, what, what, what is it upstairs, then? Uh, what? I do not know. And I think it's at that moment that from upstairs, the two of you hear the creaking of wood as something is walking around upstairs. Mitchell puts down the hood on the lantern. (laughs) He's just gonna put out, like, not put out the lantern, but definitely, like, hide the light. And just fall very quiet. Makes sense. Yeah. He's just going to very quietly listen to the noise and just listen to the sounds and try and formulate some kind of plansy. All right. Which he will not call it a plansy. For he is not a child. So I think we we can uh, make a sensitivity roll here. Yeah. I could understand focus. I could understand uh, tactics or survival. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say sensitivity tactics. I think Mitchell is. Actually, wait. Does Mitchell have tactics? No, Mitchell doesn't have tactics. I remember this. He doesn't know. <laughs> He doesn't know tactics. He doesn't know how to fight. So he's going to roll. Uh, he's going to use survival. Okay. Where's my dice? Hey, listener, I dropped it. I don't know where it is. Okay. Oh, no. Oh, no. That is, um, you know what? That is an edge success of four and a three and two twos. So I'm going to use clarity again. <laughs> All right. So one more, uh, one more point. One more assist scatter. Yeah. Uh, in your pool, and so then that's three successes, correct? Outside of the edge success. Yes. No, that is two successes and an edge. Okay, I think two is enough. I don't necessarily have a very good devil's bargain right now because you're already kind of in the worst place you could be. Yeah, Mitchell doesn't love the situation he's in right now. 
So I think... So the first thing, obviously, that Mitchell notices is the sound of something pacing around upstairs. And then as, like, as Mitchell takes some deep breaths and, like, tries to focus on, like, what's going on up there, there is also beneath the creaking the sound of weeping. Just, like, full-body, wretched, horrid weeping. And it is in that moment that I think Mitchell realizes that Marjorie is a horror. Marjorie is the depth of despair that a mother feels when she finds out her son has died at war. She is a a weeping, broken human being who has lost everything to the awfulness that humans are capable of. Thank you to Kat for designing such a cool game and agreeing to let me run a spooky version of it. And thank you to you for listening. If you like what you heard, check out Heroic Chord over at peachgardengames.itch.io. Our theme song is Everybody Knows My Name by Harley Poe. Thank you to Joe Whiteford for letting us use it. Join me on July 23rd for the conclusion of Heroic Accord with Cat McDonald. Until then, remember that you are strong. You are beautiful. And you are not alone. Mm-hmm.